Even though this is a presidential election, there are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president. So go to Ballot Ready for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. From there, you can compare candidates based on the stances on issues, biography, or endorsements, and then save your choice to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote early or on Election Day. This election matters. So make sure you are ready and you vote and you vote informed. So visit go to ballot.org, enter your address to make sure that you vote and vote informed. And welcome to the second segment of the PBL podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Of course, I am still here with Woody. Woody, how you doing? Woody says woof. And again, Woody always tells you, go to our website, pblpodcast.com, thepblpodcast.com. All of our social media links are there. You can check us out on Twitter. Interact with me on Twitter, by the way. I'm on there a lot. And if you are on TikTok, please, our handles on all these social medias are the PBL Podcast. Just clipped over 10,000 followers on TikTok. It's a fun, fun venue. I know a lot of people don't like it. I get it. I get it. Chinese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens in September. But I'm on it if you want to watch all my videos. But I also post a lot of those videos on YouTube. And Woody's special ask is please, please, please go to our YouTube channel and click the link and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. One last thing from the Democrat National Committee Convention. (laughs) This is from breakingreports.org, and this is hilarious. Here's the headline. The Democratic Party forgot to turn off comments on its convention live stream. So yes, and hilarity ensued. During a live stream from the Democrat Party, it appeared that they had forgotten to turn off the comment section off or turn off the comment section off during the Democratic National Convention for a portion of the program, which subsequently resulted in a slew of viewers being able to comment freely throughout the program, according to the Daily Caller. During one segment, while New York Governor Andrew Cuomo spoke, viewers seemed to go into rapid fire leaving a slew funny, uh, that's what they said, leaving a slew funny and sarcastic comments easily seen while he spoke. Teleprompter National Convention, one commenter wrote. Americans for Trump, one viewer wrote. And I mean, there's Trump, it goes on. At Trump 2020, Americans for Trump. Uh, I mean, some, I guess some leftists tried to counter Trump lies nonstop and is crazy because of it. Uh, Pokemon Showdown, Bin Dog, Civil War II. That's <laughs> 500 electoral vote landslide victory. This is absolutely hilarious. There are some that are inappropriate, but there's one that put here. You should have cheated Bernie. Should have used a hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> so leave it to the Democrats to mess up yet again by not disabling comments. Oh, I wish I would have saw that part live. That would have been hilarious. So uh, eventually they figured it out and turned those comments on off. I'm sorry. But yeah, the Democrats. Yeah. It's so typical of their convention. It's indicative of just how much of a clown show it was. I guarantee you the Republicans will not make these mistakes. All right, let's get off of the DNCC's clown show and uh, let's get into some news that's happening. By now, you probably have heard there is a police shooting in Wisconsin where they shoot a black man in the back multiple times. Once again, sparking protests. This, I mean, if you watch the video, uh, you see a man 
um, come around the side of the car, two police officers, they have their weapons drawn. The guy's just blatantly just disregarding the police officer's commands. He's just blatantly disregarding. And he walks around to the front of his vehicle. He opens the door and he gets into the car. And allegedly, apparently, the police officers shoot him. And there was children in the car. Bad situation all around. But it's like uh, inflamed by the governor of the state as well. But the problem here is this guy just would not listen to police. I mean, when where, when did it break down that people just res- just basically pl- ignore police commands? You know, I get it. There are bad cops out there, but the majority of police officers are not bad cops. Um, in the the governor of the state, um, I mean, this is what he said. While we do not have all the details yet, what we know for certain is that he is not the first black man or person to have been shot or injured or mercilessly killed at the hands of individuals in law enforcement in our state or our country. Um, this is Governor Evans of Wisconsin. That's a horrible thing for the governor to come out and say, you know, that all that does is fan the flames. I mean, and of course, he is a Democrat, but it's like, why would you, this is Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers. I mean, how would you say something like that? Now the police officers are thinking, oh man, no, the the state doesn't have our back. I mean, he's going to come out and basically, basically convicted these officers in a court of opinion right there. I mean, while we do not have all the details yet, what we know for certain is that he is not the first black man or person who was shot or injured or mercilessly killed at the hands of individuals. We don't know the story. He doesn't know the story. He even says he doesn't have the detail yet, but all of a sudden he's saying that these officers mercilessly, mercilessly killed this man. This is the same thing that happened in Atlanta, where they pretty much convicted uh, the officer for killing Rayshard Brooks basically arrested him without even an investigation and indicted him. And we're going to see, we're seeing the same thing. And all this is doing is fanning the flames and the left doesn't get it. The silent majority sees this and they do get it. But the left, I mean, this is from the get go. Now the police may be in the wrong here. I don't know. I'm, I'm holding out any kind of uh, judgment call on this. I mean, if you watched it, what you saw was you saw a black man resisting arrest or resisting police commands. And you saw the police actually pulling on the guy and he gets in his car. We don't know if there was a weapon in the car. The police may not know if there was a weapon in the car. If there is, we're going to find out. But right now we don't know. And, you know, by, you know, putting in there that there were children, that, <clears throat> excuse me, that lawyer who uh, represents George Floyd's, family, Ben Crump, he tweeted out, Jacob Blake's three sons were in the car he was getting into when Kenosha police shot him tonight. They saw a cop shoot their father. They will be traumatized forever. We cannot let officers violate their duty to protect us. Our kids deserve better. Notice how misleading that is. They make it sound like the police just shot him because he was getting in his car. All right, I'm gonna, uh, let's just let this one play out because it's just a bad story all around. And, um, 
It's just, you know, the work the police have to do right now, I mean, God bless them, they are up against the worst absolute situations that they could be. They have most cases, if they're in a leftist-run city, in a leftist-run state, the state doesn't back them or the city doesn't back them. Here's a headline uh, from DISRN.com by Jeffrey Swindle, NYPD officer on police work. This job is dead. You would be crazy to take this job at this day and age. And the article goes on to talk about how because they don't have any backing. I mean, here's a quote from uh, it's an anonymous NYPD officer. Uh, he recently said morale throughout the department has hit an all time low amid widespread opposition to and hostility toward police. He quotes a term for NYPD blue that is going around in every command in the city is the job is dead. You would be crazy to take this job now in this day and age. It's sad, and that's where we are at right now. People who are saying that we're afraid, we're not afraid. We just want to be supported. So the police don't have any support. So if the police don't have any support, why? Why would they go into these neighborhoods? Uh, he goes on, when I became a police officer many years ago, I never thought that I would have to put this uniform on and be looked at as the enemy and to be hated. And it's not fair because we sacrifice ourselves every day, no matter what your skin color is. It's sad. In my tenure here at NYPD, I can never imagine that it would be this bad as far as not being supported. Um, just amazing. And he goes on, why would you even want to put the uniform on to take the job if we're putting them in jail for the crimes that they committed and the DA is just going to release them? What's the point of doing the job? It defeats the purpose. It's just a revolving door. Uh, and when asked if he thinks Joe Biden and Kamala Harris support the police, he said, absolutely not. They would not support us. People who allow these protesters to talk about how they want to defund the police department were there to make sure that nothing happens to them. But they're the ones saying that they want us dead. And, and that's that's happening across the nation in leftist ran cities, leftist ran cities. So I, he's right. Why would why would they want the job? I mean, it's just, I mean, what they're up against right now. And it's specifically, and I hate to say it, it's specifically in the black communities. So <clears throat> what's going to happen with this? Because this is a sentiment we're hearing a lot of places. What's going to happen is police officers are going to just start sitting on their hands. They're not going to go into these neighborhoods. We've already seen that um, in the metropolitan Atlanta area. That why would they go into there? Because they'll go to the areas if they're a white police officer. Here in Atlanta, we had an incident where a white police officer went into a black neighborhood and was basically told, get out. We don't want you here. Now, that's not the majority of blacks in these neighborhoods. That's a small vo contingent that has a loud voice. And the media strengthens that voice for them. These leftist politicians strengthen that voice for them. So... The police officers are up against a huge hill to climb to do their job. And as that one officer said, why would they? The job is dead. This is not going to end well. If this continues down this path, we're going to see more lawlessness. We're going to see more riots. We're going to see more protests. If Democrats get elected this November, if Biden and Harris get elected this November, it's just going to get worse because the Democrats are going to continue to fan this flame to keep the country polarized on race so they can implement the radical agenda.
And that's what the Democrats do. And who suffers? Well, the people that are most risk, the people that need help mostly suffer. And don't think it's not going to come to your area in the suburbs. We've already seen the rioters and the protesters. And you go look at Portland. They're going into the suburbs now. You look at Seattle. They're going into the suburbs now. They're going in and demanding people give them their homes from, from gentrified areas. They're demanding this. If Biden and Harris win, that's just going to get worse. In fact, it's going to be amplified. Now, if Trump wins, I believe it goes, it, I don't think it'll always all go away. But if Trump wins, that takes a lot of power away from this so-called movement. This movement, this BLM movement, if you will, right now is de designed to help the Democrats achieve power. It's backed by George Soros's organization has pledged millions and millions of dollars to the BLM movement. It's backed by radical leftist groups that are primarily white, by the way. And its sole purpose is to polarize the nation to get Democrats elected. That's my opinion. That's what I believe on it. You watch. Trump gets elected. Watch it go away. In fact, you can go look at the activity of the BLM movement and right around every presidential election time, all of a sudden it spikes up. People are being used. They're useful idiots. And once what happens with a useful idiot, once the people who are trying to achieve power get power, the useful idiots are quickly discarded. And the reason that the useful idiots are quickly discarded is because now they become a liability to the people that are using them to achieve power because they are running off a raw emotion, the useful idiots are. And the, the people that are using them to achieve power know this. So once they achieve their power, those useful idiots become a liability and must be discarded. That's the left. You don't see that on the right. You know, do you have some useful idiots on the right? Oh, I'm sure. But what, what's different about the right versus the left is the right is trying to propel the country forward, want individualism, want to be left alone by our government. We don't want to be controlled or pampered or placated or taken care of by the government. Typically on the right, we just want to be left alone. But on the left, they want the people on the right who want to be left alone. They want their money to support their causes. Vote red. Down the ballot, ladies and gentlemen. Down the ballot. All right, a couple other things, and then we'll wrap this podcast day up. Chicago mayor bans protests, but only on her block. Yeah, I just wanted to put out put out there. Um, mayor Lori Lightfoot, yet another hypocrite, you know, basically saying that she has a right to protect her family and, uh, you know, to be safe, but not anyone else. Yeah. Okay. She says, I think that residents of this city, understanding the nature of the threats that we are receiving on a daily basis, on a daily basis, understand I have a right to make sure that my home is secure, but not anybody else's. Yep. That's the left right there, right there. Hey, did you hear about Kamala Harris being pranked by Russian hoaxers posing as Greta Thunberg and her father claiming they had dirt on President Trump? So I'll put this in my show notes. I'm not going to play the audio on this shit. But if this is back in uh, January. Uh, the two Russian radio guys who pranked um, 
Oh, what's that pencil neck politician? Adam Schiff uh, did the same thing to Kamala Harris. They they got her on the phone. They posed as Greta Thunberg and her father claiming they have dirt on President Trump. And of course, Kamala Harris was all about it, you know, and she knew these were, you know, people calling and trying to get dirt. So uh, Kamala Harris, here, here's a couple of things she said. Uh, this is the person playing Greta and Kamala Harris. Kamala, Greta. Hi, Kamala. Kamala. Hello, Greta. Congratulations on all your leadership. I'm so inspired by your courage and your voice. Greta, um, it would be cool to support you in your campaign. What is the best way to do it? Kamala, the best way to do it would be to talk about my climate plan. You know, what I can do is I can ask my policy team to follow up with you with more detail on what exactly would be helpful and what is something you would like to do. Then we can talk in more detail about how that can work and that would be helpful. And I thank you for that. And the person playing Greta goes on, we wrote to many politicians, but not many people respond. How sad is that? <laughs> I'll let you uh, go listen to this on my website. I think it's absolutely hilarious. So yet another leftist politician duped by this same Russian radio team uh, because they had dirt, said they had dirt on Trump and, uh, <laughs> and they just lap it up. So who's inclusion, inclusion, Russian collusion. So a couple other quick stories here real quick as did you know Melania Trump? was attacked over the over the weekend for changing the rose garden yeah this is from bpr business and politics melania attacked by big libs accused of being a foreigner destroying us history for making updates to rose garden so she changed a, a lot of things at the rose garden i'm not a I, i'm not a, a a green thumb person i have no idea what's good or what's bad what makes things grow what kills them i don't know but i'm sure there were a lot of people that advised the first lady on what needs to happen here to make it look beautiful at the time in bloom. I don't know. I'm not, what is it, a horticulturalist? Just I'm totally ignorant with my thumbs. They're not green at all. They're they're crap brown and maybe not even crap brown. Maybe even, I don't know. They're just, I'm the worst planter. But these leftists, who wear their emotions on their sleeves, continuously look for reasons to attack, attack, attack. Anna Navarro Cardenas. Now, this is somebody who says that they're conservative for whatever news rag they put. But here's what she tweeted. This woman, in March, as pandemic began, it was a tennis pavilion. Now, as 175,000 and climbing American lives and millions of livelihoods have been lost, she unveils new and not improved Rose Garden. She cut down Jackie's trees. I hope Dr. Biden returns it to the way it was. Yeah, I mean, without, without any any due diligence, she has no idea what she's talking about. I have no idea what they're doing with this. I mean, the before and after pictures, the before pictures they show is from way long ago to now. So I don't know what's in blue and what's on blue, but this is a way for her to attack the first lady. But there's a, a worse one. Kurt Enchwald. Eichwald, however you say this guy's name, who cares? This is what he is just abhorrent. He's just a, just a, I mean, the word I want to say, I don't want to say it because this guy's just a jerk. Here's what he goes. It is a destruction of our history, something no other first lady would have the gall to do. This is the first time I have been furious that Flo at Flotus is a foreigner. She has no right to wreck our history. Our history? What is he even talking about? She's a first lady of the United States. She she can do this. And and don't you can't tell me that there weren't committee meetings on this. There weren't people deciding this. She's, I mean, 
just absolutely ridiculous. But he, he does more. Take a moment to remember the real Rose Garden and its history, upended by At Flotus, a tasteless former Slovenian, Slovenian model only granted citizenship 14 years ago and certainly one who read nothing about this garden in our house and its historical importance. But there's more for him. I still find it unbelievable that Et Flotus, who has only been a citizen since the middle of G.W. Bush's second term, had the audacity to wreck the Rose Garden, to pull up history dating back a lifetime. These trashy, evil, stupid people need to get out of our house. What gall she has. But he has one more. Someone who has only been a citizen for less than a third of her life should be reverent to Americans' history, should honor our history, not decide her personal taste, should rip it up. What a jerk. I mean, what a jerk. So now, because she's a foreigner, I thought they love foreigners. What? Oh, she's legal. That's the issue. What a just, I mean, the left. I mean, can you be any more hideous? Can you be any more nasty? Can you be any more mean-spirited? Can you be any more of a jerk? I mean, ladies and gentlemen, that's not how you win elections. They're, they're just feeding meat to their base, but their base is not big enough to win the election. All they're doing, all they're doing is pushing people to vote for Trump. Thank you for that. Last story, we'll wrap it up. And you know what? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if this is a wishful thinking story, but you just got to sometimes go. 2020 has been just, I, you know, I'm, I'm just, it's like if, if you're, if you remember the old cartoons, the Jetsons, where George Jetson's on that treadmill and it, he keeps going round and round, he goes, "Change, stop this crazy thing." Well, that's what 2020 is. Can we just stop 2020? Can we just get over this? Well, anyway, here's an article from the New York Post: Asteroid heading our way day before presidential election. You know, at this point in time, just get it over with. Hit the hit us and let's get this over with. So I obviously don't want that to happen, but I mean, this has just been. I mean, what, what, what hell of a year, 2020. And I don't know about you, but I'm ready. I'm ready for 2020 to be over with. I'm ready for, and don't get me wrong, this election is going to provide ample entertainment, but can't we just stop this crazy year? Well, asteroid heading our way day before presidential election. <laughs> just got to top it all off, right? Anyway, thanks for listening to this episode of the PBL Podcast. Uh, please follow us on all of our social media platforms. At the PBL Podcast is our handle. And as Woody uh, often, often, often requests, please visit us at the PBLpodcast.com. Click on our YouTube link and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We're going to be putting out a lot of YouTube content in the coming days and weeks. So look for that right now. If you, I understand most of you don't want to be on TikTok. I get it. I'm not asking anyone to go on TikTok. Don't encourage anyone to go on TikTok. But if you do want to see my TikTok videos, uh, you can see them on my YouTube channels. Uh, and again, our handle is the PBL podcast, but please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. When you do look at those. Now, a couple of warnings about these TikTok videos. You got 60 seconds to get your message out on TikTok. So I talk very, very fast. So if you hear me say, at the beginning, Shaky McSelfie for the PBL podcast. Well, I've taken on the moniker of Shaky McSelfie on TikTok because I walk. These are my morning walks when I do these, and I'm holding the phone, and it's shaking, all right? It's shaking because I'm walking, and somebody tried to slam me as a pejorative that, oh, look at Shaky McSelfie. So I took it on as a moniker. So, uh, you know, they wanted to slam me. They wanted to use it as pejorative. I liked it, so I call myself Shaking McSelfie on the TikTok, but it is the PBL podcast. Anyway, thanks again for listening. Um, 
Stay here for some convention insights, hindsights, if you will. And uh, let's really, let's, let's take a watch. How are the ratings? The ratings are key here in how well the GOP does against the Democrats. And I mean, man, the GOP is going to have to do really bad to not to, to do worse than the Democrats. Anyway, thanks again for listening for, to the PBL podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor.